most assumptions. Eternal life is the life that God Himself has. Is the life that makes Him God. Hallelujah. The Bible says Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. You now have life in you. You have the life of God. I welcome you to the family of God. I welcome you to the kingdom of God. Lift up our hands and worship the Lord. There's no one like Him. Just lift up those hands, worship Him. We bless Your name, Lord. We praise You. There is no one like You. Thank You for Your presence in our lives. Thank You for Your presence in this place today. And right now our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word. I pray that they will receive it as the truth of God. That they will receive it as a better way. That they will be transformed as your word abides in them. That they will bring forth much fruits of the word of God. That grace and peace be multiplied unto them through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. It's your year of the glorious life. Hallelujah. It's your year. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil tell you otherwise. Amen. It's your year. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil. Hallelujah. Can I see your Bibles? If you're here with your Bible, just wave it up like this. There's a song we sing. Okay. Praise the Lord. With your Bible, with a courage. Let me see. Let me see. Let's stop again. Is that that Bible? <laughs> That's not your Bible. Where's your own Bible? Huh? Where's your Bible? Always come to church with your Bibles. Amen. Hallelujah. Come to church with your Bibles. In 2017, start imbibing good habits. Amen. 
good habits. For example, it's a good habit to come to church with your Bible. Amen. It's a good habit. You don't have to be the way you were last year. You can be an entirely different person. Amen. It begins with your mind. Hallelujah. You make up your mind. This is from next week. This is what I'm going to be doing. Amen. It's a discipline. And you start learning excellent things. You learn. You imitate excellent things you see others do. And as the word of God gives you excellent ways of doing things, you submit to the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, come on. For you to submit to the word of God, you need to first believe that the word of God is more excellent. Amen. You need to accept that what the word of God is saying is better than what you have been doing. The reason a lot of people have not changed is because they've not yet accepted the word of God as a better way. Amen. They've not yet accepted it. That's why they still stick to what they do. Hallelujah. Hello. That's just the secret. I just, I just talked to the Lord, and then why, why don't people? We've told them the word. How come they still don't do the word? He says because they've not accepted it as a better way. That's what the Lord showed me. They've not accepted because if you were doing something before, if you're doing something, let, let's use the domestic, domestic things like. Uh, like uh, sweeping the house, amen. Sweeping the house. If you were using, uh, you know, those long brooms, let me just use something that I, I, I used to, you know, if you're sweeping rock with a new broom, it doesn't really work well, right? You know, you have to use a short one that can. So, when you learn, if you were using the long one before, the long broom, the new broom that's it's not solid yet. <laughs> if you're using that for a rock and you you learn, you went to a conference and you learned that that's not the right room to use. You say, ah, so okay, that, that's, that's a better broom. You now start using the shorter broom that can sweep it off, that can sweep the dirt off well, properly. Amen. Because you accepted the better way. Amen. You accepted that, oh, what they were telling you in that conference, or whoever was telling you. You accepted that way to be a better way than what you were doing. You know, it's automatic. Amen. You understand? Once you see that something is better than what you are doing, it's automatic. Amen. You don't need so much conviction. You see, you don't need much persuasion because you've seen something is better than what you are used to. Amen. You automatically change to that new way because to you, you are seeing that it's better than what you are used to before. Amen. 
The same thing with the word of God. Amen. As you being taught the word of God, until you accept what the pastor, what the word says, until you accept it as a better way in your heart, until you see and believe it's better than what you are used to doing, you will not change. Praise the Lord. Some people still think their way is better than God's way. That's why they've not changed to God's way. Hallelujah. That's why they've not changed to God's way. Glory to God. You know, we, we have word assignment. Those who have finished TMS, it's called word assignment. You go went on break. It's resumed. So next week, I require your summary of what I teach. Amen. For those who have finished church membership school, you are required to produce a summary of every message on Sunday. So, praise the Lord. It's a way to really know whether you hear these things I tell you. Amen. Amen. So I say, until you accept it, until you accept what pastor is saying, if you just if you just come to church and you just oh yes this this teaching is she's saying his own. If you keep looking at it like oh pastor is saying his own, from whatever you hear, pastor's tree or whatever yeah, <laughs> you will never do it. You will never be conformed to it. But when you accept that whatever comes from here is the word of God. Amen. Whatever comes from here, whatever pastor sees is the word of God. Whatever pastor says is a better way. Is a more excellent way. I like it. Paul said, I show you a more excellent way. Until you accept it, until your mind is set like that. Those whose mindset are like that, whenever they hear the words, if they were going left before and they hear the word says go right, ah, immediately, automatically, because without much questions, they believe the word is a better way. Amen. They believe that the wisdom of God is wiser than the wisdom of man. Hallelujah. They believe that. They believe that God's way is better than their way. And they know that, oh, they are, God's way is supposed to be their way. Amen. They believe that. So whenever they find out any area of your life, they were going in a different path from what God prescribed. You see that? Automatically. Amen. That's how you know obedient child of God. Amen. Obedient child of God. They are quick. Quick to change. Whenever, if they've not heard that, that word, no problem. But maybe they hear that, oh, God says, this is how you do this. Immediately. Immediately, they change. That's how to be a child of God. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's how to be a child of God. When you are like that, you see that your, your transformation will be so quick. Amen. You'll be so quick. In a few months, you find out that you are a totally different person. 
you are more excellent. People will start seeing the glow around you. They'll start, ah, what this person is changing? What what is this? What church is he attending? What what what's happening? It's a mind that is set. So accept the word of God as a better way. Hallelujah. Amen. Is your mind set like that? Can you reset your mind? That the word is a better way. Yeah. Set your mind like that. Whenever you hear God say something, submit to it. Amen. Leave whatever you were doing before. No matter how much you liked, no, ma- no matter how comfortable what the ways you were doing it before, the moment you hear or learn that God says this is the way to do this thing, immediately, don't ask questions. Don't interrogate the word. You are not FBI. <laughs> no, don't interrogate the word. Yeah, God said it. God said it. Ah, that settles it. God said it. Ah, I believe it. I believe it. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to obey. I obey. I obey it. God said it. I obey it. As soon as God said it, ah, I'm an obedient child of God. Ah, God says it. Ah, I'll do it. Amen. Obedience is not old school. Amen. It's not old school. You know, the way teachers from churches, you know, modern churches nowadays, they tell you all the nice things, all the blessings. They tell you grace, grace, grace. They don't teach obedience. Obedience is not old school. Amen. It's not. Don't get it twisted. Obedience is not old school. Tell somebody, obedience is not old school. Obedience to God is not old school. Don't think you're a new fashion Christian that that's not the way you do things. Amen. Hallelujah. Is this trust and obey? For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's it. It's not an old song. It's truth. Amen. It says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, forever. Amen. Don't think because you're a 2016 Christian, you are new fashion. You are new fashion. You can dress anyhow. It's modern day dressing. It's not those dressing of those days. No. You can, you can, you know. No. The Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. His word is not changeable. It cannot be changed. Amen. His word is, you can't, it doesn't change it with like a fashion. The word of God is not like fashion that changes. Amen. The word of God is not like that. What he said 20, 2000 years ago is what he's saying. Hallelujah. Amen. And I like what Benny said. He said, God did not say 
thus said the Lord. He said, thus sayeth the Lord. Sayeth means thus says the Lord. In other words, he's still saying it. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you understanding what I shared with you? So accept the word as a more excellent way. Every time you hear the word on Sunday being preached, or you get a message, if you are doing something contrary, don't say, oh, it's pastor, pastor, pastor is just talking. No, it's the word of God. Amen. It's a truth. Set your mind like that. If your mind was wrongly programmed, before, it's going to be difficult. You've got to correct it. In your mindset, your mindset can hold you back. Amen. The funny thing is that you will think is your mindset. But you see, you got that mindset through your association with the world. Amen. you got such mindset. That's why it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Amen. He says, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. He says, casting down imaginations. He says, and every eye thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. He says, bringing every thought into captivity. Amen. To the obedience of Christ. Who's he saying? He's talking about your mind. Amen. It's not about your mind. This is bringing every thought subject. Every thought subject to the word. I'll teach you that some other time. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Did you did you get something? Did you get something? You sure? Let's go to St. Mark's Gospel. St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. Let's just go straight to verse. Verse 3. St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. St. Mark. Mark. According John Mark. St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. Verse 3. Are you there? Are you there? Okay. It is listen, hacking. Behold, went, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it. Praise the Lord. This is a sower. A sower went to sow. And as he sowed, he says, immediately, he says, fowls came and took it. They took, they took what was sown and ate it up. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse. Verse 14. He said, The sower soweth the word. And these are they 
by the wayside. When the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Praise the Lord. Is it a sow or sowed seed in the wayside? And birds of the earth came and took the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Now Jesus is telling them the meaning of the parable. He said, those that are by the wayside are those that when they hear the words, he says, Satan comments when? He says, immediately. So take the word from their hearts. Immediately. Hallelujah. We said it's your year of a glorious life. That's the word we sowed. Amen. We sowed that word into your heart. Amen. Like a skilled sower, I sowed that word. It's your year of a glorious life. Full of divine intervention. That's the word you heard. Amen. That's the word you heard. He said, if you are a wayside, he says, Satan will come immediately and take that word from your heart. Say, I'm not a wayside. Say, I'm not a wayside. Amen. See, so Satan comes to attack the word. You need to understand. When you hear the word, it's going to try and come to take that word from you. How? You know, it's going to try to make you think, I beg, which of this word, or this word of the year, or this word of the year, and day, or this word. Forget all these things. It's going to try to remove the word from your mind, from your heart. That's the job. And if it succeeds, if it succeeds in taking that word, from your heart, you cannot bear fruits. Amen. You cannot be fruitful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can Satan take the word from your heart? Huh? You? You? Not you. Can't take the word from your heart. Can't take. See, the kind of things I hear. Whenever I hear things like ago, I will make sure it's not possible. Amen. I will make sure Satan cannot do it. Amen. I will make sure. There's some things I hear that makes my spirit angry. <laughs> you understand? It's like, ah, Satan comes with my, No. Me? No. I got the word. It's my year of a glorious life. It's my year. It's my year. Hallelujah. It's my year. It's my year of the glorious life. Amen. It's my year. Divine intervention. Glory to God. Divine intervention. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Divine intervention, right? Hallelujah. Divine intervention. Hallelujah. So last week we, we, we started part one, right? 
divine intervention part one. That's what we call, we don't want to confuse it with the glorious life that we did last year. So divine intervention part one. That was last week. So this week we'll continue part two. Amen. Hallelujah. And last week we shared that we went further, right? We went further. We got new revelations last week, right? What was the new revelation we got? Can somebody tell me? What new revelation you received? Huh? <laughs> Some of you are looking away. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's, uh... Come on. If you received it last week, let me hear the revelation you got. This is the test. Did you receive what did you receive last week? Did you receive a new revelation? Or has Satan come to take it? Has he come to take it from your heart? So what did new revelation did you get last week? Huh? Somebody? Anybody? <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody. New revelation. You know, I cannot teach and you don't get it's not possible. <laughs> Me, I will teach you when you learn something. Uh-uh. Even though I talk for one minute, you will learn something. <laughs> I'm full of revelation. <laughs> Praise God. So alright, let me know we stand. Praise the Lord. Last week we went further and we saw that when he said in that John 1 14, he says, and, and, and we beheld his glory. Amen. The glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Jesus said in that prayer, what did he say? What did Jesus say? Eh? You remember now. What did he say? He didn't say what I have. What did he say? He said, the glory. So let's go there. That's enough to make you study the word again. You understand? Let's go to that John 17. John 17. You need to ask the prayer. The prayer the Lord said before he went into the hands of the, the Jews. John chapter 17. The full chapter. You're supposed to have read it. You're supposed to have gone. I, I took one verse. You're supposed to go and read the full chapter. Praise God. If you have a topical headings in your Bible, what's the begin? What's that chapter called? Huh? What, what's your? What's it called? Jesus prayer for himself. Okay, that they they, they divided it. Yeah, I know. I know. I understand. I know your kind of Bible. At the full chapter, what's the heading? The high priestly prayer. Amen. We call it the high priestly prayer. It's a prayer you need to go and study. See, Jesus was our high priest. Amen. That's what? Prayer to be. Because that's what the Bible says. Prayer, that's nice. 
praise the Lord. Amen. Alright, let's go to verse... What verse? 22. Alright? Verse 22. Verse 22, what does it say? Hallelujah. It says, The glory that thou gave me. This is I've given them. This is what John saw in that 14 of chapter 1. It is and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. It is full of grace and truth. Now, Jesus is saying the glory that you gave me. God gave him that glory. Amen. Now, Jesus is saying the glory that you gave me. I gave them. I gave him them. And God said, okay, go ahead. Hallelujah. By the will of God, we, the church, we now have that glory of Christ. Amen. Amen. You have the glory of Christ. So, they can say about you, Hey, we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. The glory of Jesus, full of grace and truth. That's what people are saying about you this year. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. This was that thing that about you, full of grace and truth. And, and I was trying to show you what, what they mean when they said glory. What did they mean? Amen. Hallelujah. He turned water to wine. And they said, Jesus manifested forth his glory. Amen. In other words, some miracle as but Jesus did it. What's glory? Glory is that which inspires praise. Glory is that which inspires honor. Amen. Glory is that which inspires uh, uh, admiration. Glory to God. That's glory. So when he told what that when he did something, this it inspired praise. Hallelujah. Because they saw a miracle. They saw a divine intervention. In his life. They saw a divine influence. And they said, wow. Fool. Every day. Every day. It, not one, one miracle in a lifetime. No. Every day. His life was full of glory. Amen. Every day. I say every day. Tell yourself. It's my year of a glorious life. Today I'm having a glorious day. Amen. I'm, I'm having divine interventions today. Hallelujah. Whenever you step out of the house, divine intervention. Expect divine intervention. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Expect it. Expect divine intervention this year. In your home, in your, in your, in your parents, in your academics, in your job, expect divine intervention. Divine intervention is miracles. Amen. Miracles. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah. I'll show you something of Isaiah. God said. Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 17. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Divine intervention is yours. Amen. Divine intervention. Divine intervention means God doing, you know, intervening. You know, you don't always intervene. You know, if you are having trouble with a situation, and somebody comes to intervene to help you in that situation, that person has intervened. You understand? He has intervened. Now, God is going to intervene in every area of your life. Amen. Intervention. Maybe your body. You are having something in your body. You are having something in your body. Ah. Divine intervention means healing for that body. Amen. Healing. Hallelujah. You've had you've had the pain for years. For years you've had the pain. This year. And it's your year of divine. You see, in the name of I receive divine intervention. Hallelujah. I receive the openness, this pain or the sickness. I receive divine intervention. Amen. Are you there? Isaiah 41, verse 17. Are you there? Are you there? Okay. This is when the poor and needy seek water. And there is none. And their tongue filleth for thirst. It is I, the Lord, will hear them. It is I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. It is I will open rivers in high places. High above. It is I will open rivers in the mountain. You, you understand what he's saying? It is I will open rivers in high places. What's not possible? Naturally. According to nature, it's not possible. You understand? Hey. Glory to God. It is a open rivers in high places. It is fountain in the midst of the valleys. It is I will make the wilderness a pool of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory to God. It is I will make the wilderness. You know what wilderness is? The desert. You understand? It is I will make it a pool of water. It is when, when, when the poor need something, they need, they're thirsty. Hmm. He's trying to tell you what he can do, you understand? He's trying to tell you what he can do by divine intervention, you understand? For you. He's trying to tell you that he, he, he can go against the law of nature for you. God is not subject to the law of nature. He's not subject to the natural law. Amen. He's not subject to the natural circumstances. Amen. He's not make wilderness a pool of water. He's not, he, he will turn the wilderness to a pool of water. It is in the dry land springs of water. He says, I will plant in the wilderness the cedar. Hey, the shita tree, the mito, and the oil tree. He says, I will set in the desert the fir tree and the pine and the box tree together. Praise God. These are trees that don't, do, they cannot grow in the desert. You understand? God is saying, I will put it for my children's sake. I will put it and they will grow. Amen. What can God do for you? What, what, what do you think 
You think you're too small? You? You? What's you? You think you're too small? Why? You know, Christians don't know who they are. They don't know. They look at themselves. Small me. Small me. Small me. I'm not Elijah. <laughs> I'm not Elijah. I'm not Apostle Paul. I'm not... He, he said it, I believe it on me. Hallelujah. Who works? Do the works that I do. Amen. Oh, I say my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah, because power is not available. Because they, they, they don't accept my knowledge of them. They don't accept what God says they are. They don't accept what God says they can do. They don't accept it. They don't accept what God says they have. Glory to God. Are you still there? Verse 20, I like it. It is that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord had done this and the Holy One of Israel had created it. Hallelujah. Amen. It is you it will, it will intervene in your life so that people around you will, they will see it. They will know it. They will not consider. Sister Erica, please. They will consider. They will not come to understand that the hand of the Lord is upon this one. Amen. Hallelujah. We will come to the, the conclusion that good God's hand is upon this person. This person is not an ordinary man. This person is not an ordinary woman. God's hand is upon this person. Hallelujah. Did you read about Isaac? There was famine in the land. There was famine in the land. The Bible says the man sold and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. By divine intervention. Hallelujah. Did you hear about Jacob? Jacob? The Bible says, Laban. Laban said to him, He says, I've come to understand that the Lord has blessed me because you walk here. Because you walk with me, I've come to understand that God has blessed me because of you. Amen. We are a blessing. Don't you understand? Because Jacob was working for Laban. Laban prospered. Amen. When you are working for someone, you are the one bringing the blessing of God to that place. Amen. You are the one bringing divine intervention to that place. Hallelujah. Understand you. You are not a victim. Amen. Hallelujah. He said that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord had done this. The hand of the Lord is upon you. 
Every day, expect a miracle. Every day, expect it. Expect it. That's the way my life, every day is full of miracles. Amen. I can't have a day without a miracle. Amen. Every day, divine intervention. I'm not an ordinary person. Amen. You're not ordinary. Divine intervention in your life, every day. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive divine intervention today. As I go out, I have divine intervention. Amen. In every area of my life. Hallelujah. That's because your prayer every day. Hallelujah. That's because your prayer. Divine intervention. But they are full of miracles. Amen. Full of the influence of God. When God intervenes in a situation, man cannot explain it. They call it miracle. Because it's not normal. It's not normal. It's not ordinary. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter. In chapter we've, we've read chapter two before, right? Let's take it further. Second Peter chapter one from verse three. I want to go to verse four. Okay, let's start from verse two. Alright? We're going to verse four. Amen. Are you there? It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory. Amen. And virtue. Whereby. Amen. Verse 4. This is whereby. Is it? It is through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. It is whereby. It is through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. Whereby are given unto us. It is the knowledge gives us what? It is exceeding great and precious promises. Amen. Exceeding great and precious promises. Glory to God. It is that's what the knowledge is. Amen. It is the not in the knowledge of God we find great and precious promises. That by this you might be partakers of the divine nature. Amen. It is that by these great and precious promises. We will become partakers. Of the divine nature. That means for divine. You know, of divine intervention. You understand? Hallelujah. He said that by these promises. We will become partakers. We will start partaking in divine interventions. You understand? Oh glory to God. Oh glory. It is will be all this glory. Full of grace. Full of grace. 
full of grace and truth. Full of the grace of God. He said the glory of God. The glory of the only begotten of the Father. In other words, they saw the glory of God in his life. Amen. They saw his life. When Jesus walked on earth, he, he, he didn't walk with human nature. There was a divine nature in him. Hallelujah. There was a divine nature. He didn't have the characteristics of the human nature. No, he had the characteristics of a divine nature. Hallelujah. Now he's telling us, whereby had given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by them we also will become partakers of divine nature that Jesus had. Amen. We become partakers, participators. Amen. Partakers. That means sharers. Amen. Of the divine nature. Hallelujah. I have divine nature. I have divine nature. Full of divine interventions. Full of divine interventions. I'm not ordinary. I've got divine nature. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not ordinary. Say that I'm not ordinary. I've got the divine nature. Full of divine interventions. Amen. That means divine interventions in your life. It's legal. Oh, you know that? It's legal because you have a divine nature. Hallelujah. You have a divine nature. That means it's normal for you to experience the divine divinity. It's, it's normal for you to experience divine influences in your daily life. Amen. Divine influences should become common to you. Every day you should experience the divine experience. Because you have a divine nature. You should experience divine influences in your life. Hallelujah. Your life is full of glory. Full of the glory of God. Amen. That's what you have. Don't let the devil take these words from you. Don't let it. Because he's going to try to take these words from you. I say keep your mind in shalom, shalom. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you believing this thing? Are you accepting it as, to, as God's promise for you? He says, We are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these promises, by these, in other words, as I receive these promises, as I believe these promises, as I lambabble these promises, Amen. I become a partaker. I start walking in the miraculous. I start walking in divine interventions. Amen. Yeah. As I receive these promises. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Divine intervention. That's your lifestyle. Amen. Divine interventions. 
I said, don't let the devil take things from you. Praise God. Let's go to the last one. Let's go to First Timothy. First Timothy in chapter four. Hallelujah. Verse fourteen. First Timothy. Chapter 4, verse 14. Are you there? Are you there? It is neglect not the gift that is in thee. Amen. It is neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. With the laying on of hands of the priest bench. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, neglect not the gift of God. That is in thee. This is what Paul was talking to Timothy. Hallelujah. He says, don't be negligent of the gift of God that is in thee. That was given me by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the prebestry. That means the elders. That means one time the elders laid their hands on Timothy and imparted unto him some spiritual gifts. So now Paul, 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 Paul is telling Timothy, remember the elders, the elders laid hands on you. He says, don't take it lightly. Amen. Don't neglect the gift you received. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I go down to the first night and I, and I laid hands on you and prophesied on you to receive the glory of God. To receive divine and anointing for divine intervention. He says, don't take it lightly. Don't neglect it. Don't say, oh, pastor, just laid hands on us and say, uh-uh. He said, neglect not the gifts that is in thee. He says, when hands are laid on you, you receive a gift. Amen. You receive something. Don't let the devil take it from you. Don't let the devil make it is neglect not. That means don't take it lightly. Don't make light of it. Don't say hey, just leave us on us. He says take it dearly. Hallelujah. He says you receive the gift when the has laid hands on you. He says, remember. He says, don't neglect it. Amen. Because it's easy to neglect. You can just oh yeah. You can just forget that hands were laid on you. You can forget it. And if you forget it, you may not experience the blessing. The gift may not work in your life. Amen. It may not work in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't neglect it. Those that received something, those that hands were laid on you, you received something. Amen. Don't neglect it. See, Paul is telling Timothy, so me, I'm telling you, hallelujah. Don't neglect it. You receive something. You say, I received something. When Pastor Leader, I received something. There's something in my life. There's an anointing I've received. There's a blessing I've received. My life can't be the same again. Hands have been laid on me. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk to God now. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Start talking to God. Start prophesying. Hallelujah. If you believe in Jesus Christ and want to make Him Lord of your life, please say this prayer. Oh Lord God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I sincerely believe you died for my sins and was raised from the dead. I accept Him as Savior and Lord of my life to live according to the, to the kingdom of God. I am now saved and have eternal life in me. I am now born again and a child of God. Amen.